This is the Transforming Basketball Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Sarama. This is the podcast where we help coaches and practitioners change the way we think about basketball performance. Our goal is to create the ultimate resource to help make sense of how contemporary skill acquisition ideas can be applied within the basketball world. Throughout the podcast, we'll unpack how an ecological dynamics framework alters our perspective of the game. If you're ready to join us in our quest to transform the basketball world, then this is the podcast for you. Adam, let's get straight into it. And in episode two, I outlined ecological dynamics. And obviously, we then covered the CLA in another episode. But you know, we've obviously had lots of questions from coaches, lots of queries. What can we do to better explain what an ecological approach is for coaches working at all levels of the game? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting there. What is the lowest hanging fruit? Let's make that a little easier. A little, uh, otherwise, that's a huge question I just asked you. Yes, it is a very huge question. <laughs> Here, Adam, explain the book that I wrote in two minutes. To me, it just comes down to how motor behavior emerges and how we're skillful. Like Starting with that question, which I think is the basis behind all these things, is just like, and that's uh, any scientific understanding is like, well, how does this actually occur? How, how do babies learn to crawl and walk and then just build off of that into how, how does a jump shot occur? What, what goes into it? And just continually questioning and trying to understand any sort of behavior in an environment. And that's for me, it started with like learning itself, like. I was seeing the players and like they weren't uh, they weren't connecting with information that I was seeing and opportunities I was seeing for them. So I'm like, well, how do how do they learn these skills? So if you're not asking questions about how how people learn, then you're not going to get to information processing, ecological dynamics, anything like that. So I think it starts with literally questioning, like, how does what I'm seeing happen? How do they learn this? That's it. Within the book, Transforming Basketball, I remember one of the graphs I had, it was like the first thing was considering what is skill, which you touched on, right? Then the second thing is, all right, if we understand really how skill is emergent and an ecological approach obviously can give us a perspective of what skill is, well, then the next logical question is what practice conditions can we you know, create which better allow for skills to develop and allow skills to be more adaptive and then of course i think the final question is how does this impact not just the basketball coaching but everything else we're doing in an organization and that's i think one of the biggest ones because people think you know a cla and all these things that it only applies to what we're doing on the court and then you might see a traditional warm-up traditional weight room activities traditional scout traditional athletic performance traditional player evaluations and what we're trying to get at here with Transforming Basketball is, no, it's everything. Yeah, and that's like, honestly, and it's understandable, like why in certain aspects of my own life that I still struggle, like implementing an ecological dynamics approach to practices and stuff like that. And the reason is because we're constantly surrounded by a linear way of thinking. It's simply embedded in all of in all of Western society. I don't I haven't I haven't been to the East, so I can't speak speak upon the East, but. Everything in the West is built upon 
linearized thinking. They, it's cause and effect. It's clear, distinct categories. Like as you were talking there, I was just thinking like, yeah, like, well, like because you you mentioned athletic performance, like strength is specific. It's context specific. There's a blurred line. Like what is strength as a, as opposed to speed and stuff. It's these lines are very blurry and they're and they're highly specific to the context in which they're occurring. Yet we lose sight of that and we we try and like remove it, remove it, remove it everywhere in our lives. And it's like separate. Like you can even think about like I find the most useful aspect of it and I catch myself saying it every once in a while. And that's my tune. It's my more or less like a trigger for me to switch how I'm discussing things is if I say like change as opposed to changing all behavior is a process. Where's this endpoint? It's 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 arbitrary. It's made up. Now in sport, we actually have clear, we have some clearer endpoints, but that's made up out of the rules of the game. In life, it's always ing. It's always becoming. It's always a process. So Adam, let's go back to you mentioned in the answer in your in your first answer about how how skills emerge and kind of the athlete environment relationship is obviously I think that's that's the central part of explaining what an ecological approach is. But let, let's imagine that we had a coach or a general manager in a lift, aka an elevator. We, we were in there for 30 seconds and we wanted to try and explain what we're doing and what we believe in and how we coach. You know, what would be, how could we even go about it? Do you think it would be a case of maybe trying to connect to a lack of transfer that we see in these traditional practice environments and performance within the game? Would we want to talk about research-based, evidence-based approaches? Or where would, how would we even go about that? This is something so we're about pitching this person. 30 seconds. Like, how could we maybe introduce the essence of what we do in an ecological approach and try to hook a, a coach or a front office executive for the first time? What comes to mind for me is something very simple is, I can't remember which article it came from, but for something to happen, it always happens somewhere. That's how it opened the discussion. That's essentially what we're doing. We're taking, we're taking into account all the variables and we're trying to figure out which ones are most important when it comes to performance in the game. And we're experimenting with all the, and we take, we are taking into account all of the variables that go into performance and we're not separating them. For me, it's it's talking about how we're not leaving development or performance in basketball up to chance. Uh, and I'd say, you know, for the first time, we can actually use research to inform how we go about things within this organization. We're not just relying on opinion. And, and I think we have to come back to skill. And maybe we're in that 30 seconds actually saying that traditionally, no one actually understands what skill is. And if we really have a paradigm shift in how we understand human movement, performance in basketball and skill, well, then our whole organizational approach can change based on, you know, how we conceptualize skill. And I think that could be maybe an entry point. I think that's why why you are where you are and where I am where I am. Not at all, man. Not at all. Um, I, I just I immediately cut to the core. I'm like, let's get freaking deep, dude. I mean, you'd probably like... Leave me alone. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> they're like, hey, hey, man, there's research behind this guy. And come on in. Let's let's have a discussion. So, yeah, I think I, that that would probably be the best approach would be to just like, hey, man, people are like there's there's research behind this and people are thinking deeply about it. Well, why don't we start asking questions about how we can use this stuff? 
Absolutely. We, but I think we both agree, Adam, that the words, the ecological language is very important. But at the same time, I do completely understand how some of the coaches listening, you know, to the podcast and all the resources we're sharing, the first time you're exposed to dynamical systems theory and ecological psychology, okay, yes, it can be a little bit intimidating. I remember too. But all I would say is spend a little bit of time just thinking about like something like an affordance from you know, ecological psychology, when you actually think deeply about what it is, it makes sense. And if you try and, you know, put it into some examples of, of basketball possessions, I think you could really make sense of what these terms mean. And you'd agree on this, that, you know, we, I think we as a basketball community, we have to actually try to learn the language and implement it in what we're doing on a daily basis. Well, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Every single niche environment has their own language we have i'm in Hudson falls new york right now we speak a little bit different than they do in london like there's different phrases and we have different ways of doing things there'd be an, an adjustment period where you'd have to learn and adapt so it's it's like that with any anything you're learning new i mean i encounter stuff all the time where i'm just like i don't quite understand this but i want to understand this because i think it can improve my life and my profession give yourself time i'm like nobody's like Nobody's looking down at you if you don't understand terms. It's not going to come immediately. It's it's going to be a no. gradual process. But if we have that intention to just try and not dismiss the language completely, we can make amazing progress. And I know that. The only thing I would add, Alex, is like the language is there for a reason. It's actually to simplify it. It's just you have to get over the initial barrier of not seeing, not being familiar with that term initially. Again, that's why I like. We use these terms all the time when we're talking to one another because it does make things easier. I think that's it. I wanted to keep today short. So we hope that some of the, you know, questions that we'd be getting about an ecological approach, you know, we, we covered it a little bit today, but maybe just go back and check out if, if there's a podcast where, you know, the language wasn't familiar, maybe just try listening it to again another time and just see if it resonates in a different manner. And, you know, that's really what we encouraged here at Transforming Basketball. So thanks for listening and see you again soon. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Transforming Basketball podcast. If you would like to learn more about the work we do, head to www.transformingbball.com to access our free resources and help spread these ideas throughout the basketball world. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. We will gladly answer any questions from today's episode via our social media platforms. See you next time on the Transforming Basketball Podcast.